0: Hello and welcome to our, I believe now, third segment of the Whole 9 Yards. I'm Keaton Smith alongside Brock Krusky and Draven Bridgman. And we are heading into week four of the NFL season. Last night, the Bengals took on the Dolphins. The Bengals came home with the victory 27-15. And that was the kickoff of week four. So we can go ahead and get into a little bit of takeaways and stats from the game. Uh, We all know about the Tua injury last night. He looked... uh, pretty bad after he was slammed to the ground after a sack so prayers up to him he was taken off the field in a stretcher uh we're wishing nothing but the best for him but moving on the Bengals found a way to put it together towards the end of the game with the late uh with the late deep pass to Jamar Chase and they were able to find a way to put it in the end zone sealing the game 27-15 so if we want to get into some takeaways Brock if you want to go ahead and start go right ahead
1: yeah I have two big takeaways from this game the first one has to do with Miami um and it's Mike McDaniels' offense is basically tailored made for quarterbacks to look good. That's that's the that's the end all be all. Jacoby Brissett came in and I arguably think that he played better than Tua was. Uh, okay. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, no, sorry,
2: Teddy Bridgewater.
1: <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, What did I say? Jacobi Jacobi Brissette?
2: Brissette, I mean, I was trying to think like... Uh, um, did the Browns play? Sorry, yeah. my mistake.
1: So, Teddy Bridgewater. I think he arguably played better than Tua.
2: Well, dude, he's always been good.
0: Well, I
1: know, but he's, I'm, he's saying, I'm saying... it's just injured. I'm saying that if solid. a quarterback can walk into that offense and look that good with no preparation, then it says a lot about the offense and not, yeah, enough you know, about I li- not the quarterback. I like the
0: scheme a lot. He's...
1: And he made Jimmy Garoppolo look good. He did. And, and looking, <laughs> Tua looks solid for the most part so far this season, but it's a fast offense, and this offense is tailor-made by Mike McDaniels, who is probably one of the best play callers in the league right now, in my honest opinion.
0: Yeah, he got he had all those linebackers uh, going misdirection stuff, getting his wide receivers open in the zones, finding the weak spots there. I really liked what Mike McDaniels has been doing so yeah,
2: far. Yeah, I mean, when you have that league. much speed on your team, it's yeah. it's. It, it would be hard. Like, you have to have a good offense, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, all the weapons are there.
0: Yeah, all his misdirection stuff reminded me of a little bit of, of Andy Reid-like play calls, just getting the, the backers moving one way and going another. It was pretty impressive. Uh, Draven, do you have any important takeaways?
2: Um, not really important takeaways. I just thought that, that the Bengals' offensive line looked amazing, and that I think, that's a, I think that's a huge reason on why they're losing so much this season. It's just their offensive line, and if they play good like they did, only allowing one sack... Um, yeah, but they've been I, much better in the past. Yeah, game. yeah. I mean, only allowing one sack when they are as a no, known very bottom tier offensive line. I think I think that's awesome, and I think that they can actually score when they're when he's getting blocks. Right.
1: And, uh, yeah. You know, I I think that um, the offensive <laughs> line played a good game last night, but I they have been bad, but uh-huh. they haven't exactly been the reason why this team has struggled this far or so far this season. Um, I kind of said that it should be considered nothing short of a miracle that the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl last year. We were just talking about how Mike McDaniels was such a good play caller. But on the flip side, Zach Zach Taylor Taylor. is such a bad play caller that I'm surprised his team walked out with a win. He has the highest first down rushing percentage in the league right now. And,
0: I mean... It's just predictable. He thinks, it's yeah. so predictable. He I got bored Derek watching Herring, first yeah. downs of the Bengals because I knew they were just going to go under center and run the ball every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, yeah. if you want a game, it takes five
1: minutes to game plan against the Bengals offense. Put your best corner on yeah. Jamar Chase, put him to sleep, and then if, if first down, bring another man into the box.
2: And to be honest, Joe Mixon's not that good to be running on first down yeah, every single it's, time. It's ridiculous. A lot of carries. Let I mean, let me see he's not Barry find. Sanders. This 24 carries
0: Nixon. for 61 yards. So the Dolphins had... Uh, Played pretty well, or very well against the rest More of the That's easy when you know they're going to run the ball so many times yeah. on first down. Yeah, and like going back to that,
1: defensive defenses has uh, have start started kind of cracking down on how to limit Jamar Chase's impact in mm-hmm. the game, and that's definitely affecting Joe Burrow's game. And yeah, that, it's are. very obvious because he, he he sometimes is looking lost in some of these offensive drives and some of these throws. He's just not making the correct reads. He's waiting too long. And uh, last week, I, I mentioned this that he had like you know, most of the sacks that he took so far this season have his been his fault. fault. Yeah. It, it's a timing issue. And I mean, he played a good game. Don't get me wrong. He, he was
0: solid 20 of 31, 287, and two touchdowns. He was solid. But
1: at the end of the day, Jamar Chase was a difference, difference maker for him last year.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: I, I, I agree with you, Brock. I think that it is a timing issue because we're all, you know, I'm watching the game. I, he's not looking the best like he did last year. But I think the, if the offensive line was good enough to not put him in those situations, then maybe it would be different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're
0: saying. Yeah. So that is our takeaway from the Bengals-Dolphins game on Thursday night last, last night. We have a little bit of a new segment here. It's going to be this or that. I'm going to name off a player. And we're, I'm going to name, or uh, we're going to have a player addition. So this week is DJ Moore. I'm going to name off a few players, and they're going to tell me if they want DJ Moore or the other players that I'm going to name. So I'm going to start here. This or that DJ Moore edition. Rashad Bateman.
2: DJ Moore. Yeah, give me DJ Moore over Rashad yeah, Bateman. DJ okay. Moore all day.
0: Amon Ross St. Brown.
2: Give me Amon Brown. Yeah. Give me Amon Brown. I, really, I really, sure. really
0: like. I want how... to go DJ Moore.
2: Okay, well, uh, I just. St. Brown has more potential, I think. He does Orange. have more DJ
1: Moore, DJ Moore has a reliable set of hands, but Amon Ross St. Brown, I feel like, has a lot more of an enticing physical profile that makes him a more dangerous receiver.
2: Quick, okay. too. Yeah, yes,
0: quick. I, I like watching DJ Moore just after the catch. He's just very good in open space. But um, T. Higgins.
2: Give me T. Give Higgins. Give me T. Higgins, yeah, okay. after last night's game. Man, yeah, I'm a, I'm a stuff T. Higgins
0: up. fanboy. I love T. Higgins.
2: Uh, Deontay Johnson. D.J. Moore, yeah, D.J. Moore.
0: I really. Well, last yeah. year Deontay Johnson was considered like a, a, a borderline top ten receiver.
2: He was good. Yeah, I know he was good. Well, just, I, yeah. I think
1: I think, that's that's a hard one because Deontay Johnson I think could 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 succeed with a better quarterback situation and if he was considered the number one receiver in that offense, which right now it's a toss up. You got yeah. Chase Claypool on offense. You got. Deontay Johnson, you got other factors there on that Pittsburgh offense right now. George
2: Pickens kind of making his way Yeah, yeah, he's making his way, way up,
1: climbing up the ladder. Right. But I think that if Deontay Johnson was the number one receiver in his offense, I definitely think that he could do more.
2: Well, I also think the same of DJ Moore. Not about the number one uh, receiver, but just about the quarterback. Yeah. I think I just right. I hate seeing DJ Moore because I know he's so good, but I just don't like seeing him be wasted on the right. Panthers. It, it's
0: interesting to. That- it's always the factor of, like, if you gave this receiver, like, Tom Brady or Pat Mahomes, what would they do? Exactly. And uh, you just never really know, because Deontay Johnson and uh, DJ Moore have both had really bad quarterback situations. But, okay, DJ Moore or Michael Pittman Jr.? Ooh. Yeah, I, that was that was the one I was most proud of. I thought that was the toughest.
2: Give me DJ Moore.
0: Give me Michael Pittman. Okay. I, think that, I respect
2: it, though.
1: I think Michael Pittman... I mean, I'm not too familiar with him as a player. I haven't mm-hmm. watched him much, but what right. from what from uh, from what I've seen, yeah. I'm struggling my words today. <laughs> um, from what I've seen so far, I really like what he's been able to to, to do uh, with the quarterback talent that he's had. But okay. you could say the same thing about DJ Moore. Yeah, uh-huh. but, I mean, Michael
0: Pittman had, has had a different quarterback every season, like the past few yeah. years. So
2: um, hasn't DJ Moore as well? Yeah, I think DJ Maybe. Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore had like a bad Cam Newton. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah.
0: So very similar Sam uh, Darnold. situations they've been in.
2: I, I'm gonna pick DJ Moore only because I think he's proven himself more in the league so far. Not okay. not saying that Michael Pittman hasn't done anything, because I mean he was with Carson Wentz last year. Right. And uh, everyone knows he's not the best quarterback <laughs> to be throwing you the ball, and he succeeded. So that's a tough one for me. But yeah, give me DJ Moore.
0: Yeah, I think I slightly go. Towards DJ Moore too. I uh, I think I I like him just right now as an overall better receiver. But we'll move on. CD Lamb, CD Lamb, DJ Moore. I would go. I would go CD Lamb.
2: Okay. I think. I, I respect it. DJ. I mean CD Lamb just looked terrible this year. He
0: hasn't looked really bad. Uh, I I will agree that he
1: hasn't had his best year. But you have to remember he, he's he's the number one wide right receiver in that offense, and that offense has, has struggled so far. That's true. Um, but. Oh, when I look at the two players side by side physically, I'm going to say CD Lamb all day. His route running is spectacular. His his catch radius is just beyond what DJ Moore's is, and for that reason, I have to say CD Lamb.
0: Yeah, I I would I would go
1: CD Lamb just based off the route running.
2: I'm more, of, I'm, I'm more of a go up and get it kind of guy. It's so I gotta about, go I gotta go uh-huh. DJ Moore. DJ Moore is
1: better after the catch. Yeah. It's just something about Alabama receivers and no oh, wait, no, CD Nate Lamb did not go to Alabama. <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> Alabama wide receivers, that's still a, that's still a point. They're
0: they're really good <laughs> route sure. yeah, all Uh
2: awesome.
0: Jalen Waddle, speaking of Alabama wide receivers.
2: Jalen Waddle. Yeah, give me, me Jalen Waddle. Yeah.
0: It's it's tough. It's these I feel like a lot of these wide receivers are in the same same boat in terms of skill and how much they've proven themselves right now.
2: Yeah, and, and if, they ha- if they had a better quarterback. Like, everyone yeah. you're naming is, like, could be so good if. Like,
1: e- if. if. Yeah. And I feel like something is also to be said – DJ Moore is, I, I mean, I haven't watched him that much. I've watched a little bit of him, but I'm pretty sure he's more of a possession receiver than he is a speed or, yes, like,
2: that yeah, kind of receiver. So, go up and get it kind of guy. So
1: you would yeah. compare him somewhere in the archetype of DeAndre Hopkins or somebody like, like, not he's not DeAndre Hopkins, but no. he's somebody that is comparable by traits and skill to DeAndre Hopkins, and you right. couldn't compare DeAndre Hopkins to Jalen Waddell because they're two different players.
0: Okay. So you guys both went Jalen Waddle. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna, gonna go Jalen, Jalen Waddle.
0: I think I'm going to have to agree. Jalen Waddle is just so explosive. He's so fun to watch. Fast. Just, um, yeah. DK fun. Metcalf.
2: Give me DK. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I knew that
1: one. Was give of... me DK. Yeah, give me DK. I mean his traits are just. Me too. He's just a physical. Specimen.
2: Yeah, I mean he they're both go up and get it kind of guys. And who uh-huh. would you who would you rather go up and get it? You exactly. know what I mean? The
0: six three, shredded DK Metcalf. Yeah. I I don't think uh, DJ Moore's that small. I think he's like six two. But still, DJ or DK Metcalf is just a monster. Swole body. Uh, DJ Moore or scary Terry McLaurin.
2: Ooh. Oh,
0: wow. That's yeah. a hard one.
2: Um. Yeah. Cause, I mean, well, because scary Terry is that fast guy, right? Yeah. He's slot. Slot receiver. He's gonna go up and. Give me DJ. Cut Moore. you up.
0: This is tough. This
1: is a really tough one. Who would
2: I rather have?
1: I'd rather have DJ Moore, just because I know that.
2: Give me DJ Moore too. He's done more in the league so far. Yeah,
1: that's, I'm gonna. That's I that was, that was trying to say that. Yeah. I just couldn't figure out what I was trying. Okay, to Okay, DJ Moore six feet
0: tall. I just looked it up, and he's just he's only twenty five. He's young. He is young. I I feel like he was older than that. I don't know why, but. Uh, I would have figured he he's, he's twenty seven. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go DJ Moore too. I like his game a little bit better. Uh, DJ Moore or Devonte Smith?
2: Devontae Smith. Yeah, Devontae Smith all day. Yeah, so underused in Philly. He is really underused. So they like
0: that one of the heaviest rushing teams in the league. Yeah, and he was an absolute demon coming out of Alabama. Uh, yeah, I, I think I like Devontae Smith too. His uh, his potential's higher. And then lastly, DJ Moore or Hollywood Brown right now?
1: Hollywood Brown.
2: DJ Moore. Ooh.
0: Okay. This
1: I'm is, saying Hollywood Brown just because of, like. One, he, he's shown, he, shoo, uh, he showed uh, last year in Baltimore uh, his big play potential. Yes. He's a big play guy, but now I'm seeing a lot more of somebody that can get high-volume targets in the short game and make something out of it. So that's why I'm going to take Hollywood Brown. Now,
0: now you got to say, if you threw DJ Moore on that uh, Cardinals offense, would he do the same thing? Because so yes. far this season, DJ so. Moore only has seven receptions for 88 yards.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, ha- I go DJ Moore. Beca- wait, who was it again? D.J. Moore or uh, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, yeah. Hollywood Brown last year showed his big play potential. He also showed how to blow uh, his big play, mm-hmm. and he did that uh, about seven or eight times. He dropped like a wide open like uh, touchdown. Yeah, touchdown. So this year he's he is getting way more fundamentally sound. Um, he's running a lot more short routes. Maybe that's just the offense. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, for that reason, I'm just gonna go DJ Moore because he's always been more fundamentally sound than than uh, Hollywood Brown.
0: Yeah, I think if you threw DJ Moore in that Cardinals offense, he would do the same, if not more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that has been this or that DJ Moore edition. We'll be back with more of that next week. So now we're going to move on to a little bit of our questions and I believe that is Draven handling that this week. So Draven, if you have a few questions for us, we can go ahead and start answering them, get into some more yeah. talk.
2: Yeah, I got I got, so I got a couple questions for you guys. First, I'm going to take it down to Texas. We're going to talk about the Cowboys. Um, Cooper Rush being 3-0 and in his starting career, scoring 21-21 and then 23 um, is Cooper Rush that guy, and can we expect him to play anywhere else that se- after this season? Will anyone take a chance no. on him? No? No. Okay. Um, Unless it's a backup. Elaborate.
1: Well, because like, That's tough. It, he's a backup quarterback that came in and performed well. He knows that system. We, we know he knows that system. If anyone is taking a chance on him, it's the Cowboys.
0: I was going to say, if I think anyone's going to try and keep him around, I think it would be the Cowboys. Really? Now, it is... It, I think it's a long shot to say that the Cowboys would try and trade Dak for something because if they, honest to God, think Cooper Rush is going to be that guy for them and win them games, I mean, he's 3-0. Who knows where this could go?
2: And it's not like he's not scoring. It's, it's, kinda, it's, it's not. He's scoring. To me, it's kind of like the
1: Taylor Heineke effect. Like, yeah. Taylor Heineke. Like, I, what do you
0: kind of do with him? It's, it's tough. Yeah,
1: Taylor I, Heineke played well for Washington in the playoffs, yeah. like, what was it, two years ago? Yeah, yeah, two years ago. And then he came in and was solid as a starter, but he wasn't enough.
2: So I think of him more as a Brock Osweiler.
0: Yeah, he reminds me of like Jimmy G. I mean, he's solid. He's some, not
2: Somewhere, so he's, I I really in my heart enough. to heart believe like he's gonna get a starting job somewhere. Mm-hmm. He plays really well. He really does.
0: It It would be interesting to see where that goes because I mean, he's solid right now. And if the Cowboys want to keep him ar- keep him around, then it's. There's quarterback controversy in Dallas. Right? I think
2: true. I, but would he want to leave? Does he have this ego in his head now that he's a good quarterback and he can do something? He he can think it's, I think
1: that's too deep. I think he's a product of the system right now. I okay. think he's a product of yeah, Kellen Moore as of right receivers.
2: now. He's making passes.
0: He is. I'm, I'm not saying he's, he's bad. He's been solid. Yeah. He's great. No, I respect it. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I got to see more out of him before, okay. before I can say he's going to go get a, a contract anywhere else.
2: All right, um, my next question is going to be about the current MVP right now. Okay. Will Lamar Jackson's play style get him hurt, and how long can he realistically stay healthy this year? Has he been hurt yet? No. Then no. You don't think he'll get hurt? Well,
1: I think he's been doing it long enough. We saw him doing it high school and at Louisville, and then... at at, for Baltimore for well this is a
2: little bit different level than high school and well I know but
1: if he's playing with that play style for long enough and he hasn't been injured I'm going to say that um he's not going to get injured anytime soon but will his career be shorter I think so
0: yeah I I think if there is a player in the NFL that's not going to get hurt playing like Lamar Jackson it's Lamar Jackson he's like like you said he's had the experience of rushing around scrambling his whole career i yeah, uh, his career could be shorter. He could take more hits here and there. I mean, for a quarterback, that's going to add up over time. But uh, uh, I don't think he's going to get hurt this season. I feel like he's – it's almost like he's like too elusive to get hit, hurt that bad. So. Yeah. He's, he's not somebody that's
1: going to lower his shoulder and draw contact. He's going right. to he put you on the ground and open, in, the,
0: in the open field.
2: But, but it could be like a, a little Bo Jackson effect, one wrong tackle. You know what I mean? It could be.
0: It, that ruined Bo Jackson's career.
2: Yeah. And that's just that's just my my type of thing. Is no quarterback like him does not not get hurt. Well, I think that if there's one
1: quarterback that that is trying to play like Lamar Jackson that will get hurt doing that is Josh Allen. Too big. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's a lot bigger though. Well, yeah, I he's know, but he's, he's he's rushing as much as is. Lamar is, and a lot more physically. Yes, and that's that will get you hurt. And he's not built for that.
2: Okay, so you guys think Lamar Jackson stays healthy? Yeah, I think he'll be safe. Uh,
1: I mean, I'm not mi- going to jinx him. I'm not going to say he's going to get hurt week eight or something like that. Yeah. Because like, that, that's. But I, I think right, he is the MVP, MVP front runner. I denied you last week Thank saying you. that. Thank you. But for I coming
2: will, on here and being a man.
1: I will not. I will admit that I was wrong. He has played well, <laughs> and wrong. he will continue to play well. I'm, I, and that yeah. will go into my picks later. Yeah, that's later my MVP right now too.
2: Okay, awesome. Uh, next one's going to go to Pittsburgh. Has Mitchell Trubisky been playing bad enough to be benched? Yes. 600 yards with two touchdowns. Yes.
0: Over three games.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
2: yes. Two touchdowns, the last Over in the league. Over three
0: games, he has that many stats. Yes. Um, yeah.
2: This guy,
1: he's – Yeah. I, I will – Right, two touchdowns, that's – I'm going to go ahead and take two L's in a row. I was a, I was a Trubisky believer walking into the season – And it it took one drive for me to say, "Oh no, that's Uh, not it." It took one drive. Uh,
0: It's it's a younger. It's just a big band all over again. It's what it looked like. Yeah, exactly. And
1: to that point, do you think it's Matt Canada or do you think it's the quarterback?
0: Okay, if so, I think if you put in a quarterback, if they put in a quarterback that they believed could do things differently for them. They would change up their game style, and they haven't. So I don't think they trust Mitch Trubisky, which is why I don't get why they don't put Kenny Pickett in.
2: Yeah. How so, could you trust Mitch Trubisky? That's though? what
0: I'm saying. And you drafted a, such an old rookie quarterback, and he's not getting playing time. I don't get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 odd. It's ridiculous. The what, what's going on over there? I mean, I know Pittsburgh fans are are insanely mad that Kenny Pickett's not starting. Yeah, I yeah. I would
0: be too if I was yeah. a, if I was a Pittsburgh fan, I would. I already have my Kenny Pickett jersey on. Well,
2: no one wanted Mitch to start in the beginning. No. In, in Pittsburgh, he's a pit, uh Kenny. State, Kenny Pickett is a pit boy. They've always they wanted yeah, him. To all those start. fans. Yeah.
0: I I'll be honest. I also was with Brock. I was like, yeah, he can do it. He's he led a team to a twelve and four a twelve and four season before. He can do this. Yeah. And he just he has like yeah he has hella weapons and he just hasn't looked good so
2: far. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you guys. All right. Next one, uh th- this question was made this question was made last night before the game, but mm-hmm. I'm this is still kind of relevant. Uh do Bengals have any chance at the playoffs this season? It depends on who fumbles. Uh Yeah. At this point if if Los
1: Angeles the Chargers Yeah. Okay.
0: We we talked it, about this earlier in the
1: week. We said we are they already hit their wall. Well, I don't know. It's the thing. Is like if Justin Herbert can carry that team by himself, then mm-hmm. I, and and make the playoffs, it's either it, for me at this point. It's either the Chargers make the playoffs or, or the Bengals make the playoffs, and okay. there's no there's no middle ground. Okay. Whoa, okay.
2: Okay. What do you think, Eden?
0: Yeah, uh, I mean they're two and two right now, so they definitely, obviously, still have a chance. It's only week four, but AFC's tough. Ravens have looked good. Dolphins have looked good. I know Tua just got hurt, but they still have looked have looked
2: good as a unit. And I uh, would not trust Teddy Bridgewater either.
0: Yeah, uh, Bills and Chiefs are obviously still in the conference. Oh, for sure. So, um, I, I, yeah, I I think they can. It's if they do, it's gonna, they're not going to win their division. They're not going to beat out the Ravens for the yeah, division. Yeah, like if you think so, about
1: it, you got the Bills, the Chiefs, they're winning their divisions most likely. Yeah. Ravens. Uh, you got the Ravens probably winning the North, and mm-hmm. then the uh, South is maybe the Jaguars. Yeah, as of right now. Then you got three playoff spots left. Browns are playing well enough to do that. They they're, they're two and one, and they have Deshaun coming back. Yeah. And like a, If the Broncos keep getting lucky, they can make the playoffs. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, That's, for sure. that's two. And then either Chargers, Chargers or Bengals. Okay. okay. So
0: it's, it's definitely a toss up. We just got to see. The AFC is so fun to watch right now. Yeah. So it's so interesting. I think right now they definitely can, but it's going to be tight. I'm gonna that's add. ai
2: am gonna add a question right now. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. We got was you. the AFC overrated coming into the season? Oh no. No, you still think it's really good. Yes,
1: it is. It, any AFC team that's considered good right now
2: could destroy any NFC team. But but what I'm saying is like that people like like we but we all said right AFC was gonna win the Super Bowl for the next five years. Yes. We did say that. Is that still the case? Yes, I'm standing by that.
0: Okay. Uh yeah I. I don't think it's that the AFC is overrated. I think they've the AFC teams that are contenders have had so many injuries. It's not even funny. The Bills had like four defensive backs last week. Uh, the Chiefs are missing a, a few key defense so defensive players. Uh, Miami Dolphins just lost their quarterback. Uh, Ravens they always have injuries. So I mean, it's just it's a uh, if if those teams were fully healthy, they would. It's AFC. You, well, are you so ask, not
2: not overrated, but injury play. Are you? Asking that question because there are so many good AFC teams that lost this week? I'm asking that question just because AFC teams are losing. They haven't looked so yes. as good, they, as, good they, as they but were. But yes. the AFC yes. teams
1: have been losing to AFC teams. The Chiefs lost to the Colts and AFC team. The, he, he the Dolphins they, they have have been But, but it's good. not
2: like these games were crazy, insane good. It's not like they're showing the best play calling, best best throwing best yeah, I I mean, they're, that. yeah i understand they're 19 to 8 games or but or iron, sharpens iron. 19, like. that's
1: a, that's a, that's like in the nfc the afc the nfc is not very not much different their offenses over there have not been good besides philadelphia to this point
0: yeah yeah i think it's more it's more injury plagued and decent teams playing decent teams than i think it is overrated
1: yeah iron sharpens iron so
0: yeah, I'll
1: go with that.
2: All right, my last question is: Do the Eagles have a lock on the NFC, or do you, what? What team, in your guys' opinion, have a oh, chance of catching Green Bay. up to the Eagles? That's that's who I had. Mine, yeah. Yeah, mine I feel bad.
0: like you can yeah. never count Aaron Rodgers out. I know he's been super fraudulent in the playoffs the last few years, but
1: I don't think it's Aaron Rodgers that makes it Green Bay dangerous. I think if they continue putting the football and beating teams on the ground with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They're then nasty. Aaron and then they're then they're one of the best teams in the NFC. A, I mean, and let F, Aaron yeah. Rodgers open it up when it's necessary. But if they can run the football first and be a run first team, they are dangerous.
0: Yeah, I I said uh last week that they need to run the ball as much as they possibly can because these receivers are like the Chiefs right now. They're not getting separation and they're not winning. But if they can become a uh and actually, run first team. They are dangerous.
2: I agree with you, Brock. Going off of that, who? AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, or Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard?
1: AJ, AJ Dillon yeah. and Aaron Jones. All the way. Okay. They don't. They, cool. The
2: Cowboys
0: don't use those two running backs correctly. Okay, I agree with
2: you. All right, that's all my questions. That's
0: all the questions. So we can move on here. I believe we have one more segment. Yeah, it is. Break. It's
1: going to be the uh, my segment this week. We're going to have. Oh yes. This week, uh, I'm going to be talking about AFC team's most surprising player and disappointing
0: player. And we're going to react to it,
1: me and Draven. Okay, so this is all in alphabetical order. Okay. So the Baltimore Ravens, their most surprising player so far for me has been wide receiver Devin DuVernay. Uh, So far in the season, he has eight catches for 121 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Offensively, he's not as great as he is on special teams. On special teams, he's been a factor. He's a kickoff return for a touchdown, and he's averaging a pretty high return rate on both punt returns and kick returns.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I've actually watched a few Devin Dernay. Uh, Plays—he's actually been pretty good, so that's cool with me.
2: Yeah, I I like him a lot. Um, like his receiving is really good. His rushing, when they when they use him as a as a running back, yeah, or it's not really turning out how they want to. But um, yeah, I like him. He's really good. Most disappointing player for the Baltimore Ravens this season
1: so far has been cornerback Marcus Peters. Now, uh, stats don't won't necessarily support it, but in the fourth quarter, he is one of the worst cornerbacks in the league statistically.
0: Yeah, he's. He's, uh, is it, doesn't he, isn't he the one that blows coverage a lot? Yes. I mean,
2: didn't yeah. we see that with the Dolphins? Yes. I saw it yeah. with the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely don't disagree with you there just because they, he blows coverages all the time.
0: Yeah, it, he's so interception or give up a touchdown. It's yes. not even fun. Yeah, I mean, and, he,
2: he has no tackling. No. It's, he's either going to try to hit you and then fall off or arm tackle yeah. you. You know yeah. what I mean? And That doesn't I, work I in this league. So, the Buffalo Bills in the next team, their surprise player so
1: far has been defensive end Gregory Rousseau. He has three and a half sacks, five tackles for a loss, and he's playing less than 75% of the defensive snaps so far.
0: Yeah, I've heard, actually heard about Rousseau. So and he, cool it,
1: it's a rotation. So, like, the fact that he's leading the team in sacks more than Vaughn Miller, mm-hmm. he has the leading league in tackles for loss are tied for first with five, and he's playing less than 75% of the defensive snaps he's nuts. so
2: far. Yeah, he's nuts.
1: Yeah. Cool. That's fine. Disappointment for Buffalo Bills is going to be running back Devin Singletary. I think their entire run <laughs> game could be could be subject to this, but the fact of the matter is Buffalo wins with their passing game. They cannot run the football. They, they've
0: had some of the worst running back by committee I've ever seen. Um,
2: I agree with you. He's so bad, but... I never thought he was good, so I guess it's not really disappointing to me. It's
0: just expected. Yeah,
2: yeah on just, the season, uh,
1: well, he had a great finish to last season. That's why it's
2: disappointing for me. Okay. He had t-
1: he has 23 rushes for 80 yards, uh, 13 catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. So he's re- he's out-receiving more than he is rushing.
0: Damn. That's, yeah, that's fair. I would I, Devin Singletary has never been good to me, but yeah. that's fine.
1: Yeah, so for the Cincinnati Bengals, their big surprise so far has been linebacker Logan Wilson. Oh, yeah. He's he a a game last night. Yeah, yeah he's 28 points. Twenty eight point eight quarterback rating in coverage. He has no missed tackles this season. Yeah. That's no very good. missed tackles. And he has an know. interception.
2: You know who he kinda reminds me of? Who? Bobby Wagner. Oh, a yeah. young, a young Bobby Wagner that yeah. was. Just everywhere, I mean, I can kind of see it. Everywhere on the field, like may, not missing one tackle. If he gets his hands on you, it's over. He's coast to coast.
1: He's a guy that will play sideline to sideline, but I'm more surprised that he's been so good in coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we know he was good in coverage last year. He's like, seven interceptions since his rookie season, which is the most since 2020. But it's his coast-to-coast tackling, his ability to not miss a tackle, that's really been the surprise factor for me. Cool. Biggest disappoint, disappointment for the Cincinnati Bengals so far has been running back Joe Mixon. Yes. Uh, 82 carries for 224 yards and one touchdown. That is 2.8 yards per carry. Yes.
0: He's been really bad. And
1: uh, you could blame that on the play call, but... There has been evidence that is that just shows him not seeing holes open up, and his vision is way off. Yeah, He's I was not gonna say you enough. could
0: also put the offensive line in that discussion, but they played uh, better last night, so True. I would give it to Mixon.
2: True. True. Um, my only player that I could also say is Jamar Chase, but the only reason I agree with. Joe Mixon more than Jamar Chase's, it's not really Jamar's fault. Yeah, the defenses defense is playing just, around. Yeah, defenses yeah he, gets, just, he got doubled, like, all the time. Yeah, defenses night. are really just, like, Jamar Chase is not beating us. And, and the one
0: time he didn't, he went over the top deep. Yeah,
2: so. and, uh, yeah, that for, so for that reason, I agree. Joe okay. Mixon's just been underperforming. So, yeah, moving on to the Cleveland
1: Browns, their su- surprise player for me so far has been quarterback Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. completion rating, uh, 596 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. It's not that he's putting up these big numbers, but the fact that he's playing an efficient game and he's getting the ball out to receivers when it really matters most. He's
2: playing good enough to win. Yes,
1: exactly.
0: They've gotten wins with him, so I can't complain about him too much.
2: Honestly, with a Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback, you can't come out out there and ask him to throw six touchdowns a game. Right. You're asking him to win. Please win, Jacoby. All I'm asking you to do is win.
0: Yeah.
1: So the biggest disappointment for the Cleveland Browns this season, um, cornerback Denzel Ward, he's allowed a QBR of eighty five point nine, which isn't terrible, uh-huh. but he has a league high missed tackle percentage of twenty percent.
2: Goodness. It's all it's those cornerbacks, man. They he, don't know he's how to tackle. missed
1: so many tackles this season.
0: Yeah, that's. I didn't. I've never heard that. Or I haven't heard that stat so far. But yeah, I, I've I've been high on Denzel Ward in the past. But uh, he's definitely had a little bit of a fall-off this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, he got
1: paid good. so He did get paid he good. He doesn't have to work. <laughs> so now moving on to the Denver Broncos, their surprise player so far has been defensive end Randy Gregory. He has two sacks on the season and two forced fumbles. He's really good at making plays on the football. But you can't really – this was a hard for, hard one for me because there really isn't a good player on the Broncos right now that's really stepped up
2: and surprised me.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's had a solid first start, and their their whole team hasn't – been great so it's
2: yeah I I said this earlier um the best player who I thought was gonna who I the best player who I thought was on the Broncos is Javante Williams and he is underperforming this year
1: well, that's not my most disappointing player because the Denver Broncos' most disappointing player, in my opinion, there's no other correct answer but Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. fifty-nine point four percent completion, seven hundred forty-three yards, two touchdowns, and one interception through three Ew, games.
0: that's Mitch Trubisky stats. That is,
1: it's it's worse than anyone <laughs> could have ever imagined. He's he, he's completing less than sixty percent of his passes. But how bro. much of that can you? You say sixty percent? Yeah, he's only he's completing oh fifty-nine point four. Gosh. Yeah. I didn't know that.
2: But, Jerry Judy sucks.
1: Well listen, listen. With all that being said, how much blame can you put on Nathaniel Hackett? A lot. But is that really why Russell Wilson is not playing well right now or is it Russell Wilson?
0: Oh, that's so tough. Um
2: I think Russell Wilson is not playing well. He hasn't. For the past two years. he. he yeah. I agree. For the past two years, this yeah. is what it's been. Or, no, no, hold on. For, okay, for the past four years, this is what it's been. He play, he'll play. he play really good the first eight games, and everyone's like, Russ is MVP. Yeah. And then he poops the bed. It's exactly what he does. He just doesn't do anything good the last half of the season. And then it started to where he got hurt last year, broke his hand, yeah. had to have surgery. At, for, at, I knew from then he'll never, ever be the same. He's too old. They signed him to a, what, eight-year contract deal? It's like, I don't even yeah, remember. Eight years. And he's like.
0: Was it actually eight years? Yes, it's
2: an eight year con. It's 240 million eight year contract deal. <laughs> I didn't know that. He robbed like the years. bank. Okay, so we're
1: going to have to move on. I have to kind of pick up the pace here. With We have the Houston Texans. Their surprise player has been defensive end, Jonathan Greenard. He has one and a half sacks, four tackles for loss, and is playing less than 60% of the defensive snaps. Yeah, I. Uh, you said Greener? Yeah, uh, Jonathan Greenard. Oh, yeah. Third-round pick out of Florida back in 2020.
0: Oh, yeah. That was a good pick in the the third round.
1: Disappointment has been wide receiver Nico Collins. I expected a really big season out of him So far, he's eight catches for 125 yards.
0: Yeah, I've actually seen some uh, things on social media about Nico Collins and how he's been underperforming, so...
1: Uh, no yeah, yeah,
2: I
0: agree. yeah, so moving on to the Indianapolis Colts, this is going to be
1: a pretty easy one. Their surprise so far has been safety rookie safety Nick Cross. Now, he's only been targeted twice in coverage. He didn't play at all against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They they pulled him in favor of another, uh, Ronnie McLeod, so that he, they had a little bit more experience in the back end of that defense. But he played really a, a lot of snaps over him in the first two weeks, and he's only been targeted twice in coverage.
0: Uh, Yeah. That's sounds like good stats to me. Truthfully, I Truthfully, never
2: heard of him. But uh,
1: he's a fourth, a third or fourth round pick uh, safety out of Maryland. I personally had him as the best safety in the draft last year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, people did not say not best behind Kyle Hamilton, but he was like right. second in my opinion. Okay. Uh, okay. So disappointment for the Indianapolis Colts. Who other but quarterback Matt Ryan? Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he's sixty four point one percent completion rating, seven hundred sixty nine yards, three touchdowns, four interceptions, and seven fumbles.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, even in the win against us, he was not good
2: at all. Matt Ryan should have disappointed tattooed on his forehead, <laughs> I think. I think he belongs in that category, and he will always disappoint whatever team he goes to. He'll never perform, ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, Matt Ryan, not good so far this season. I I thought he was actually going to be really good going you into did. the cold system, but okay. he hasn't been good at all.
1: Yeah, so moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, their surprise player has been rookie linebacker Devin Lloyd. In coverage, he's allowed a quarterback rating of twenty-eight point two. He has two interceptions and a league-high six pass deflections as a linebacker.
0: Look at Devin Lowe. That's great stats. He as
1: a he is a he's playing. He is the best defensive rookie in the league right now, without a doubt.
2: I hear those stats, and I, I can't disagree with you there.
0: Yeah, twenty-four tackles, two interceptions. Uh, He's looking really good. Across across uh three games. Three games. That's exactly. That's
2: wild. Yeah, yeah, that is wild. 24 tackles, that's a lot.
1: Three and games. then the Jaguars' biggest disappointment so far. I mean, this has been a really solid team, but mm-hmm. Evan Ingram, the tight end, has been really disappointing so far. 12 catches for 83 yards. That's it.
0: He's that's been pretty. really disappointing everywhere.
1: Well, it's not really... I mean, if he's disappointing so far, if he's 12 catches, he's impacting the game. That's four catches a game.
0: Um, I mean, that's not bad for a tight end, but I just... I've never been a fan of Evan Ingram. Yeah. Never have.
1: Um, So moving on to the Kansas City Chiefs, their surprise player so far has been cornerback Jalen Watson. Uh, 57 quarterback rating and coverage. He's had an interception that was taken 99 yards to the house. Um, I was going to pick Juan Thornhill, but then he had a really off week. He had a really off week last week, and that's kind of ruined it for me. Um, but, yeah, Jalen Watson, the seventh-round rookie.
2: He stepped up, dude. He stepped if, up if you, when he had to.
0: Yeah, if you can get value out of a seventh-round pick, then you're doing something right. I'm yeah. sure
1: that if Trent McDuff- McDuffie was healthy, this would be who is the surprise player right now. McDuffie mm. was uh, great in the game against Can I the, guess
0: who your disappointment going to be?
1: Uh, I'm sure you'll get it. Is it Clyde? No. Chris Jones. No, my disappointing player for the Kansas City Chiefs so far has been Offensive tackle, Orlando Brown Jr. Oh, okay. He, uh, yeah. I didn't he's, think about that Orlando. He has a blown block percentage of 4.5% in pass protection. He has no sacks allowed, but he has allowed defensive ends that, uh, I mean, Devon Kennard had, yeah. had a really good week, week one against him, getting great pressures. Obviously, he's going to give up pressures against Joy Bosa and Cleo Mack. Um and last week, he let Yannick Ngakwe eat all over him, but, like, he didn't give up a sack. But he's given up a lot of only pressure. Only when it comes to Mahomes, is good in the pocket. That's yes. the only he, reason it's not a sack. Yeah. So Orlando Brown, he's losing millions of dollars each, each game, wanting to be paid. <laughs> he he, but he, he's not playing well this season.
0: Yeah, he was, like, on his back in, like, 0.3 seconds in one of the snaps. I don't know if y'all saw that. He oh, just, yeah. like, fell down.
2: How does Mahomes not get sacked more? It, that shows how good Mahomes is. Exactly. It, because yeah. if Orlando Brown Jr. is blocking your blind side. It's, that's your dude, you yeah, know he, what I mean? Mahomes' and he's vision is crazy. Yeah, and he's terrible. So we're going to move on to the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: They're a surprise player so far. It's not anybody they signed this offseason that has been – really yeah it's been linebacker drew tranquil uh yes 48.2 quarterback rating and coverage he's one interception and two pass deflections he has become a little bit of a beacon in that defense and has been playing very well in run defense he
2: yeah i mean he even blitzes on uh yeah yeah he does everything for that defense i totally agree
0: going into that season i easily thought the linebackers would be their their worst part of their defense and he's really uh He's, he's really stepped, stepped up. Yeah, he stepped up. So, so yeah,
1: disappointment for the Los Angeles Chargers. Surprise, surprise, running back Austin Eckler. 32 mm-hmm. carries for 80 yards and then 21 receptions for 131 yards. He's not seen the end zone yet this season.
0: Uh, sucks for everyone who drafted him at, like, three in fantasy. Yep, and he's he's just not a factor in the run game. Yeah, he, he hasn't been. I feel like a lot of run games have been disappointing this year yeah. so far. That's weird. But, yeah. so
1: yeah moving on to the las vegas raiders their surprise player has been cornerback nate hobbs he is yeah. although although he is allowing an 80.7 quarterback rating and coverage he's only allowing 4.6 yards per target mm-hmm. so that it's pretty solid for a second
0: year undrafted free agent uh at cornerback i've seen a lot of his uh some of his film breakdown so far this season and he's been pretty locked down in, in his uh zone, zone
2: schemes so. i think he's hurt right now right
0: I don't think so. I'm not sure, but I know. I think that. he's
2: under concussion protocol.
0: He might be.
1: Then the Las Vegas Raiders' biggest disappointment so far. I feel like this guy's been overrated since his five sack week one over a year ago. It's Chandler Jones, the defensive end. No sacks this season, only one tackle for loss. And I really, they signed
2: him. I really like John Jones, so I'm not going to speak on this. It's his brother.
0: Oh. Ch- Chandler Jones
1: Chandler Jones had five sacks to open up for the Cardinals last year. Yeah. He finished with eight. And
0: that's what got him that contract. And that's
1: exactly honest. what got him his contract, and he has no sacks. He's been unable to pressure the quarterback.
0: It's Max Crosby over there and nobody. So.
1: Yeah, so I'm a little bit over, but I'm going to keep going. I have only five teams left. The Miami Dolphins' biggest surprise so far has been center Connor Williams. No sacks allowed, no blown blocks, league best pressures allowed so far in this Season he has been a roadblock at the center position. Okay, sounds solid. uh d- Disappointment for the Miami Dolphins has been running back Chase Edmonds, 28 carries for 85 yards. He has two touchdowns on the ground, eight receptions, 68 yards, one touchdown. So obviously he's scoring, but from a yard per carry perspective and what he's able to do in the open field, it's not that How's impressive. Impressive. His okay. touchdown
2: last night was very short, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So moving on, the New England Patriots. Biggest surprise so far, and this is not really a surprise. This guy this guy is, I mean, I, I don't know. You can't really find a surprise on this team. They're not that great of a team. His, it's going to be rookie guard Cole Strange. He, he, he's really struggled with pass protection so far, but he's one of the best rookie run blockers in the league, and he's only one sack allowed so
2: far. Is that their Chattanooga boy? Yeah, okay. Chattanooga. Oh, the pick that no first one round, liked.
1: Right? Yeah, it's like first round, super big reach, but he he's not terrible. He was projected like 104. Right? yeah. Uh, and their biggest disappointment has been tied in Hunter Henry. They signed him to a big contract. He has three catches for twenty-eight yards. Um, that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's insane.
1: New York Jets. Their biggest surprise. A lot, so lot of f- tight
0: ends on this list are, but there have been some tight ends on this list that yeah. are really disappointing. It's not like
2: Darren Waller's doing anything for him either. So yeah,
0: true. Uh,
1: New York Jets. Their their biggest surprise so far has been. Cornerback Sauce Gardner. Now he really struggled before this last week, where he locked down Jamar Chase, allowed him to for one reception. His quarterback rating's 130, so he's not been playing well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like his one reception allowed to Jamar Chase shows for good things to come.
0: Okay, yeah, I agree. He, mm-hmm. he was pretty locked down, mm-hmm. and uh, he was one of the best players in the draft, in my opinion. So
1: yeah, uh, disappointment for the New York Jets has been tight in C.J. Uzama, one catch for five yards for this to this point.
0: In the whole season? Yes. Another tight end on the list. Man. Yeah.
1: Okay, we're going to round this one out with the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have their biggest surprise this season has been defensive end Alex Highsmith. Four and a half sacks, four tackles for loss, one forced fumble. Yeah. He has
0: really stepped up in the absence of T.J. Watt. Yeah, he's been great. I've seen him play before.
2: Yeah, that's what they need. They needed someone like that, and they and they found the when perfect guy. When you lose guy. a
0: name like T.J. Watt, you gotta have someone step up. Some, he, he's been that guy.
2: T.J. Watt is so amazing because he can rush, and while he's rushing, he'll get an interception. Yeah, it's like no yeah, one he, else. His he like
0: athletic that. ability just to go up and jump and like just pick it off in midair. It it's is crazy. the
2: Watts, bro. Yeah, biggest
0: disappointment
1: so far you could say mitchell trubisky but i'm gonna go with a chase claypool route and we're, we were supposed to see him evolve into a number one ride receiver and we haven't seen that yet yeah. he's 11 receptions for 79 yards and seven rushes for 47 yards on the season
2: yeah it's like a chandler jones right here that won five touchdown game and yeah. then everyone was oh my gosh chase claypool
1: final team tennessee titans biggest surprise this season has been defensive tackle jeffrey simmons one of the best defensive linemen yeah. in the league currently two sacks two pass deflections one force fumble. He's like been a, a block. I like him a
2: lot. Yeah, he's nice.
1: Disappointment for them has been cornerback Christian Fulton. He was a second-round pick back in 2020. He has a perfect—when targeted, he gives up a perfect quarterback rating of <laughs> 137.5. And yards wow. per catch, 19.1 yards per catch oh when he's targeted. Oh, my goodness. So you're guaranteeing almost 20 yards per catch when you target him. I know who and I'm a throwing perfect at. rating.
0: That's yeah. absolutely wild.
1: So that's going to end the segment here for the biggest surprises and biggest disappointments.
0: Yeah, so that'll like you said that'll end up that segment and this is the AFC. This week next week we'll do the NFC and we're going to ha- go ahead and take our break here and come back with a little bit more of week 3 talk and our week 4 predictions. So week 4 predictions, so don't go anywhere. This has been this is going to continue being the whole 9 yards on KZLX. And welcome back to the whole 9 yards on KZLX. I'm Keaton Smith alongside Brock Krusky. And alongside him is Draven Bridgman. We are going to continue with our NFL talk going into week four. Last week, I had not the best week. I was 6-10 and ten after coming off a 10-6 and six week. I believe, Brock, you said you were 11-5 and five last I week? I went
1: 11-5 and as my best oh. week yet on the ESPN app. I, I keep track of that stuff. I am in the top 0.6% on the app right now.
0: It, it's so hard to predict games this year. Everything's just so weird, I feel like. Uh, Draven, do you know what your record was?
2: Um, I'm pretty sure I went six and ten, same as you.
0: Yeah, not a good week for me and Draven.
2: Yeah, but I also was six, ten, and six last week as well. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: so me and Draven had a good week, then fell off. And Brock, you had you went ten to six and eleven and five. You said? No, my first week I went eight and eight, second uh, week
1: nine and seven. Third okay. week was eleven and five. So. So a pretty solid trend. all around,
0: Yeah, going upwards. Anyway, last night the Bengals beat the Dolphins. We already talked about that a little bit. So we can get into the rest of our games going into week four. Starting on Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m., the Vikings take on the Saints in London. Who are you guys taking for that game?
1: Um, I'm going to take the—I'm a little bit skeptical because I think that Andy, Andy Dalton started in this game, if you didn't know that. Yeah. Jameis Winston is out with an injury. And so Andy Dalton is starting this game. I would trust Andy Dalton with the football more than I would trust Jameis Winston. So maybe we see a big game from Andy Dalton in this receiving group. But I'm going to go with the Vikings. I've I've kind of did a little bit of background research on Kirk Cousins. And one of the reasons he specifically stated, or somebody close to Kirk Cousins, specifically stated the reason he sucks at primetime games is because he has to think about it the entire day and cuz this is so early he's
0: not going to be able to think about it. True. I, gonna was, I was going to
2: say I was going to say give me Vikings. It'll be bright early in the morning. The yeah. dark won't be messing with his eyes. Well, it'll and... be
0: like afternoon their time.
2: Yeah, they'll be it'll be noon.
0: But uh anyway, I'm taking the Vikings too. I think there is a better football team. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is starting. Give me the Vikings. Was yeah, I'm the Vikings? Vikings. Yeah. Okay. Next starting the noon games on Sunday, the Seahawks at the Lions. Draven, you start this one since you're a Seahawks fan.
2: Um, I I w- oh my gosh, this one's <laughs> so hard. Uh, I think I had the Lions. Honestly, I think I had the Lions winning just because of Aiden Hutchinson's uh, probably gonna blow up Charles Cross. I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Cross isn't not looking the best this year. Uh, he's not looking the worst, but I just don't think our offense will be able to handle. Not, the- not that their defense is that good, but our offense is not. You can't that handle good. that pass rush. Yeah, we couldn't handle that, and-, and their offense is far too good for our defense. Uh, like we were talking about him earlier, Mon St. Brown is looking amazing right yeah. now. And I just don't see any way we could stop him.
1: Uh, give me the Lions. I think this is an explosive offense. They've just been handed a, a, a bad set of cards to start their year. This is, I think this is going to be an easy win for them. They've had one of the best Whoa. offenses in the league. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Draven, but I'm just trying to be honest. Like th- This running back group will be able to stay healthy if deandre swift is back on the field in two weeks but i think jamal williams is the guy that is gonna mm-hmm. score two touchdowns this week
0: yeah uh give me the lines too I, I can just only imagine what they're gonna do if they get a young quarterback in next year's draft it's gonna be crazy they're that already super good. explosive give me the lines uh continuing our new games we have the jets at the steelers uh, i'm gonna go ahead and take the jets i dislike them as a more young raw talent raw talented team and uh, Zach Wilson is coming back to play, I think. That's going to be interesting. So I don't like the Steelers' offense at all. Give me the Jets.
1: Well, I was going to – I say the Jets, but I'm skeptical because I liked what I saw of the Steelers' offense last week. They lost the game, but mm-hmm. I feel they like – They looked better. They looked better than they have before, and that was – they had better pace. They were able to get the football out quickly. Mitch Trubisky was, had some nice throws, but he let his receivers make big plays in uh, in, in the middle of that game. But um, I feel like I like the Jets and what they've been able to do more so far. And if Joe Flacco's able to succeed, then there should be no reason why Zach Wilson shouldn't. So exactly.
2: give me the Jets over the Steelers. Give me the Jets, too. They're a younger squad. They're way more. Uh, they're, clicking, they're clicking way more right now, it looks like, even though the records are the same. You just you look at what Joe Flacco's doing, and Joe Flacco's not good. Or not, not, the, not the best, you yeah. know what I mean? So that, that's why I'm going to go Jets
0: okay next we have the Bears at the Giants uh go ahead and start this one Brock uh the Giants,
1: uh, I have no idea how the Bears are two and one it's just <laughs> either it, like they have they're literally the worst team in the league they've just gotten lucky twice they, there's no doubt about it That is they're like failing to tank right now uh-huh. and say, give me the Giants a hundred percent I know that Daniel Jones is coming off a rough game but the Bears are not good. G- just give me I the agree. Giants. There's no debate about
0: this. It's actually wild that the Chiefs and Bears have the same record. I just—it's so weird. It's so infuriating that that's the case. But I'm sticking the Giants too. The Giants have looked hundred times better, and yeah, if the Bears didn't play in a pond in Week One, I think they'd be one and two. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, right, give me Giants. Giants unanimous so far. Sweet.
0: Yeah, we're all unanimous so far. This is where I think it's probably going to get switched up. We have the Titans at the Colts. That's a weird matchup. I, I the Titans. Know. I think I agree. Uh unanimous again, I'm going
1: Titans. It is unanimous. Uh, they played well last week. They did, I don't I did not see that coming. That was one of my losses. They beat the Raiders. Um, uh, I they didn't they have played that well. Either. They played well, but I think that the Colts like Jonathan Taylor has been missing practices. I don't know if his game is in question for this upcoming week. Right. But mm. I'm going to go with the Titans just because I the, the Colts look bad. Yeah, and They got the
0: win, but that was yeah. more about the Chiefs. If those boys course. up front for the Titans, like Jeffrey Simmons, can get pressure, I think it's over for the Colts, yeah. so it yeah. can be Titans.
2: Yeah, Titans all the way Henry there.
0: Next week, or not next week, this week, Chargers at the Texan con- Texans continuing the
2: noon games. Um, I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. Give me the Chargers. I think he's going to continue to lead. It's going to be a close one, though, like we all said. We keep saying this year Texans are going to be one of those teams that are going to keep it. Keep it tight. Keep, keep it tight the whole time. So it's gonna be a tough one, but give me the Chargers.
0: Um, this is where I switched up. I am going to go to the Texans. Okay. They beat them last year to uh to help them not make the playoffs in a very clutch game. Justin Herbert choking through a pick six. I I don't know. I I feel like there's just something about this Texan team that is just fun. The Chargers have looked abysmal. They they looked abysmal last week. That could continue, and I think it just might. So give me the Texans in well, a fun one.
1: I understand why you're picking the Texans, but yeah. I just don't think the Texans have that kind of firepower offensively to make it a close game. I feel like if – if is Keenan Allen playing? I haven't heard I any news so. that he is. Is, he, is Mike Williams playing? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I think it, Derek Steenley matched up against Mike Williams, and then you got mm-hmm. Austin Eckler out of the backfield. I'm going to take the Chargers over the Texans. My gut says that the Texans could upset potentially, but I think that this is the game where you see Justin Herbert carry this team to victory, even with, like, bruised ribs or whatever
0: he has now. Because he he needs to start doing that right about now. Now, Next, continuing our noon games, the Browns at the Falcons. A weird one. Go ahead and start, Draven.
2: Browns at Falcons... Man, I want to I want to take Falcons because I really like how their offense is playing this year. Drake London doing very well. Yes. Marcus mm-hmm. Mariota playing as well as he can, and so right. yeah, give me give me the Falcons. They're putting up a lot of points on offense too. It's not like they're not scoring every week.
0: They are. It's just their defense has been letting them down. Yeah,
2: their defense has been letting other teams score too. You hard. know,
1: to me, this game screams ball control. Mm-hmm. Um, this is these are two offenses that like to run the football as much as they can. The Browns more more uh. T- more fit that narrative than the Falcons do, um, but with that being said, I think the, the Browns do it a lot better than the Falcons can, I think, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Falcons are one of those teams that get off the field very quickly, they, ha- they don't have these long methodical drives, they have like these big one-play strikes. And, like, I just don't see that happening against the Browns, and I think the Browns keep the football for longer, so I'm going to take the Browns winning over the Falcons.
2: Respect, I think it's going
1: to be
0: cool. Yeah, I'm also taking the Browns just because I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to be able to get it done. Yeah. So. It's
2: going to be a high-scoring game, I think.
0: It is, and it's, uh, yeah, like you said, it's a matter of who can uh, hold on to the ball longer because I think, like you said, if if the Falcons hold, the ball on, hold on to the ball longer – that means they they were putting some slow methodical drives together and they really wouldn't give the Browns time to do that. So that's going to be an interesting one. Commanders at the Cowboys. Uh this is this is a weird one. I I really struggled to pick a winner here.
2: I'm going to go Cowboys. I like Cooper Rush. I don't like CD Lamb, but yeah, I agree. Um I do like Cooper Rush, so give me the Cowboys.
0: I think Cowboys. I I feel like I don't know. I just I just love Micah Parsons. He's been one of the, one of the best players in the league mm-hmm. so far this year. For Cooper sure. Rush has been solid. Their offense has been... It, it looked better, for so sure. give me the Cowboys.
1: My gut says commanders, but I'm going to be taking the Cowboys. I just think that this is an offense that could stay on the field. I think Cooper Rush has been playing solid at quarterback, getting the ball where it needs to. Noah Brown has been an emerging wide receiver for them the last two weeks. I think he's going to be the person that Changes this game, if there is a game changer. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys just because I like how they've been performing on defense. And the Washington Commanders offensive line were was awful last week. They they got eaten alive, and you've got arguably the best defensive player in the league right now, Micah Parsons, coming in, and he's going to Good feast. Luck. Good yeah, luck. he's going to feast. Give me the Cowboys. Uh,
0: this is a, a very fun one. Jaguars coming off two... Two explosive wins, blowing out the Chargers and blowing out the who did they blow the week before. Um, they oh, beat the Colts. They beat the Colts twenty four zero before. So, and then we have the Eagles, who are going to be at home, who look like the best team in the league. They're the only undefeated team right now in the league. I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles. I think they're they've proven it a little more. I like their I trust their offense a little more. I don't necessarily like it more, but I trust it more. I trust Jalen Hurts a slight bit more and i like their defense a tad bit more. i know the, the jaguars have looked like a really young solid core so far, but i'm going to take i'm going to take the eagles in a in a close one.
2: eagles nation, let's fly. let's fly. i'm giving i'm taking the eagles baby, let's go.
0: um
1: you guys know that i'm a big fan of the jaguars and uh-huh. i th- i've been a believer in what they've been doing this season, but unfortunately i'm going to have to side with the eagles on this one. i just think they're a dominant football team that's going to continue to dominate. i think this uh the Jaguars definitely have the momentum to upset this team. They do. They do. Yeah, they definitely sure. do. And they just came off a win against the Chargers, mm-hmm. a team that you wouldn't have never
0: guessed to beat the Jaguars. And if that happens, I'm not even kidding, watch out for the Jaguars because they could be a team to look out for in If the, the If
2: the Jaguars beat the Eagles, depending on what the game looks like, I'm, that, that's, that's the, the Power rankings yeah. will look so interesting. Like, next yeah. Year. yeah. I mean, because if the Jaguars beat the Eagles, but it's it's off some not, you know, like not really wasn't good or... Right. Kind of like how Russell Wilson lost the first week. Like, come on. Should have won. Right, right, right.
0: Okay, next we have the... Bills at the Ravens. This is a fun one. Uh, you guys can take it away from here.
1: Uh, give me the Ravens. Like I said, uh, I have to respect what Draven said last week about Lamar Jackson. He is playing at an MVP level. Josh Allen is not. They cannot formulate any sort of running game. Um, is Stephon Diggs healthy? Do we yeah, know that? I do believe yeah, he's so, healthy. yeah. Okay. Um, is Gabe Davis healthy yet or no?
2: He's questionable.
1: Okay, so they have a lot of questions along that... A lot of injuries
2: in that build. A lot of injuries
1: in that bill. That secondary, though, is what's going to end up ruining this game for them again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but last week's offensive performance definitely gave the Ravens something to believe in, I think, for this game. And that's why, like, they have no run game.
2: They the don't.
1: Bills have no run game. They can't. So all they got to do is have sh- somebody shadow the running back out of the backfield, and it's game over. Yeah. And then it, it's, it's, it's a lot easier than what people think to beat the Bills but you can't count Josh Allen out. But I Never. think yep. this is what's going to 100% make make Lamar Jackson the MVP front runner. Give me the Ravens.
2: Give me the Ravens too. Like yeah, I I've been Lamar Jackson is so amazing. I love that he's fourth tied in the league in rushing mm-hmm. and he's a quarterback. Like that's unheard of. I, I just I love him as a player. Give me give me the Ravens.
0: Yeah, I f- I I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm rocking with them. Oh I feel goodness. like Josh Allen is going to, I don't know, I feel like he, you said you can never count him out. I think he's just going to be able to find a way to get True. it done. Yeah, He's been able to do that a lot in his career. Uh, I I trust him a little. I know Lamar Jackson's playing at an MVP level right now. He's the, one of the best offensive players in the league right now. But I feel like in such a close game like this, or such a competitive game like this, I feel like I trust Josh Allen just a little bit more. He's already beat Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. So I'm going to take the Bills. Without is going to be, for me, the game of the week.
2: Respectable, a definitely game of the week. Oh my mm. gosh, everyone's got to watch that one.
0: Cardinals at Panthers is an interesting one. I I'm going to take the Panthers. I don't know. I feel like the Cardinals have a habit, haven't had a convincing win so far. The only one they have is that Derek Carr meltdown against the Raiders. Give me the Panthers and a midfest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the midfest is is a good way to put it. I'm mean, give me the Cardinals because I actually thought their win against the Raiders was Amazing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Hunter Ren, Hunter Renfro uh, fumbling, fumbling twice. twice. I mean, Isaiah Simmons laying the boomstick. I've been in Isaiah. I've been on the Isaiah bandwagon, so I I I do like the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals, and uh, yeah.
1: Um, look,
2: uh, Matt Rule
1: has already lost the locker room for the Panthers. That's, that's I've seen that tweet. That that is that has been confirmed that they're not siding with him. If he loses this game, this could be his last game as a Panther coach. Wouldn't that be wild? I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think that if the Cardinals want to win another game this year, it's not going to be because of Cliff Kingsbury. It's going to be because of what Kyler Murray does. He's just a game changer of a quarterback, and I think that he's going to have a really solid game in this this one, and he's going to take down the Panthers.
2: Most definitely.
0: Okay, we have an AFC West divisional matchup here. Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. I am sticking with my gut and saying the Broncos just because I feel like um, the the Broncos have been super lucky and the the Raiders have been super unlucky. So I'm going to stick with that narrative. I, I don't like the Raiders' defense at all except for Nate Hobbs and Max Crosby and i guess I, I don't know is it less Ru- let Russ cook season now <laughs> probably no still but i still feel like they can get it done over the raiders
2: i like i know for a fact i will not be watching this game this game looks so boring it to does. watch it's like going to
0: be like a 9 to 13
2: yeah game. yeah but uh i want i want Ra- raiders to win i think i got raiders to win i think they're going to get their first win and i think uh Russell wilson's going to get it yeah exposed. i want as the, to the win. fraud he is
0: I want the Raiders to win. Look,
1: there's a different... Uh, I'm taking the Raiders, and I'm taking the Raiders competently.
0: Okay.
1: The, the Broncos... Look, the Raiders' three losses this this year have, have come within, like, all of one score. Yeah, the, two the, of them the, in the
2: Cardinals, the Cardinals
1: Char- one was...
0: Yeah, Cardinals, Chargers, and... Um, who else? I forgot the, who they lost to.
1: Uh, yeah, Chargers, Cardinals, and then they lost to... Uh, was it? I can't remember who they lost to. Chargers, Cardinals... Titans.
0: They lost to the Titans. And, those,
1: and one of, <clears throat> were two of those overtime losses? The one at least.
0: The Titans wasn't. No, the Titans was just they just
1: But lost. all three all three are like a one score, right?
0: Yeah, by five to the Chargers, six to the Cardinals, two to the Titans.
1: So yeah, so that kinda reinforces that narrative. But the Raiders offense has looked better than the Broncos offense. It has that's factual. It has the Broncos offense is abysmal. It is terrible to watch. I would rather watch paint dry than watch that offense. I'd rather Frankly, watch the
2: Patriots' offense than the Broncos'. I wouldn't I go that far. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now
1: the Raiders need Hoyer. to pick up their first win. <laughs> this is where it happens. This is where Derek Carr and Devonte Adams get on the same page. This is where this is where Josh Jacobs finally gets the, <clears throat> gets a little bit more respect in the run game.
0: Give me the Raiders over the Broncos, confidently. Yeah, Darren if, Waller. If this doesn't, you. it's it's now or never for the Raiders. I feel like because if now if you look, go down. 0-4 in the AFC. You're not making your way back up. No, you can't. Well, the
1: Raiders are 0-3 and, and the Broncos are 2-1, and, and I consider
0: the Raiders being a better team than the Broncos right now. That's that's how weird this NFL season's been. Yeah. but uh, It's all situations. It is, and I, I want the Raiders to win. As a Chiefs fan, I need the Broncos to take another loss so we can uh, take first place, but I'm still going to pick the Broncos. Uh, either way, we're going on to another 325 game. The Patriots at the Packers. Give me the Packers confidently. Brian Hoyer is playing for the Patriots.
2: Yeah. Uh, Patriots honestly had – they showed some light in their offense last week. They really did. Devontae they Adams did. had, I I believe, like – Devontae Parker. Le, yeah, Devontae Parker. I'm sorry. Devontae Parker legitimately had, like, 36 yards a catch. Yeah, no touchdowns, but still that that's something other than what they were doing. He sold
0: like 156 yards.
2: Or... Yeah, yeah, and the run and Damian Harris was getting uh more than 3 yards a carry, so mm-hmm. I know that should make you happy. So yeah, give me yeah, well, give me the Packers. Give me the Packers though. Mac Jones is hurt. Um
1: uh give me the Packers as well. They're going to run the run this down the Patriots throat. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be at least 30 carries between both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Aaron Rodgers probably will throw the ball less than twenty-five times, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I honestly think that the Patriots are just—they're not that great of a football team. No, they're not. Give me the Packers, and like you said, confidently.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we go to Sunday Night Football. This game—it's been confirmed that it's going to be played in Tampa Bay. Rematch of Super Bowl Fifty Five: Chiefs at the Buccaneers. I kind of want to go last for this one.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll start it off. Uh, uh, give me Chiefs because yes, sir. Uh, yeah, give me Chiefs because they're they're gonna be playing at a higher level than what the the Tampa Bay is playing. Yes, the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is is good. Mm-hmm. It is good and it's been winning them games. But I think Patrick Mahomes, if there's anybody in the league to to stop them from being good, it's him. Oh my God. So, yeah, give me the Chiefs.
1: Give me, give me the Chiefs as well. Like I'm, a, I'm obviously a Chiefs fan, but mm-hmm. I can't ignore how bad Tom Brady has looked this past for exactly. three weeks. He's just not looked great. That offense, they obviously get some of their receivers back. That's awesome. But when they were playing with those receivers, they still did not look great. They looked out of sync. Tom Brady was mm-hmm. not making the throws he's usually making. And Leonard Fournette has not played very well so far. To my frustration, I have him on my fantasy team, so like he's just not playing on the same level as he once was.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Chiefs too. Uh, if now, if for me, if Nick Bolton has a solid game, we win like pretty handedly because I think he's going to be he's gonna be the dude that's gonna be able to either stop the running game or control the passing game in the middle of the field because they have not been. They have had much, much much success going deep. No, so yeah, they have, Brady you know, doesn't want to get hit. That's what I'm He's saying.
2: He's scared. He wants to get that ball out as that's fast what I'm as if possible. If Nick Bolden
0: controls
1: the middle of the field, yeah. it's over for the Tampa I Bay I totally Post. agree with that. Offensively, I think the Chiefs win this game. If they want to pass the football, mm-hmm. it's not going to be deep. It's not going to be short. They're going to have to run the sticks a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to challenge some of those receivers in a short-medium uh, short, hook to curl areas I think you see a lot more screens out of Andy Reid's offense I think you see a lot more like quick hitch routes quick comeback routes stuff like that and maybe a little bit more play action rollouts just to get Patrick Mahomes outside the pocket
0: I agree with that if yeah if we can get him out of the pocket we can get him cooking in the middle of the field let Juju and Travis work in the middle of the field I think we can win pretty handedly so we move on to Monday night football uh NFC West divisional matchup Rams at the Niners that's been an interesting matchup the last few years, uh, rematch of last year's NFC Championship, who do you got, Draven?
2: Both in the Seahawks division, both, both pretty, pretty good teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, not, they're not bad. Man, this this one's tough. This was
0: the G- toughest game for me to pick.
2: Yeah, because it, it's a tough one because I don't know what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come out and do.
1: It's not, it's not tough for me at all. Give me the Rams and, and a blowout win. The the, Ooh. here's the thing. You can't really blame. Uh the, here's here's something I've noticed. Mm-hmm. The 49ers offense is not good. This year, I've, I've noticed that too. But that's that's a thing. That's uh, is that because of the quarterback play, or is that because there's a lack of creativity that used to be there with Mike McDaniel? But it's I don't not think it's anymore?
2: I don't think it's lack of creativity.
1: Well, they're not getting the ball out as efficiently to Jim Debo Samuel. To but but
2: they're still making those plays with Debo's in the backfield. He's doing play action leaks, and he's, he's well. I growing. know. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't think lack of creativity. Is it. I think I think, I think this is an offense in trouble, it, and they've just lost Trent Williams. Did. That's that's the best offensive lineman almost in, of in all time,
1: time. Yeah,
2: Up um, there. in the league.
1: I said almost <sighs> of all time. Yeah, I, I, I would, would say, say in of all time. time. I would say in <laughs> did the you league. Say all time. I he
2: said, said time. almost almost of all time. Oh, almost of all. Time. Trent Williams is good.
1: He is very good. He's he's good. He's the best left tackle in the league. I wouldn't
0: say he's the best. One of
1: the best of all time.
0: Um, I oh, I'm gonna man. choose. I don't know why. I have a gut feeling I'm going with the Niners. The Niners have had uh, the Rams going. number for uh, yeah. a few years now. I know they just they lost in the NFC Championship game, but if uh, Jaquaski Tart would just catch the ball, or was it Jimmy Ward? I don't know. Who, either one of those safeties, whoever would just catch the ball, the Niners would be in the Super Bowl against the Bengals.
2: Yeah, yeah. Give me the Niners. Give me Brandon Ayuk having a big game.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Niners. So that's going to wrap up our predictions for Week Four. We
1: have a little bit extra time. We do. I could do the NFC side of the most surprising and disappointing players so far, if that's. If you can get it done in 15 minutes, go ahead. That's going to be perfect because we're going to start off with the Atlanta Falcons on the NFC side. Most surprising player we mentioned it earlier, it was Drake London, the yeah. wide receiver. He is. He's so been very good. good. He is. So he's is the. Front runner for offensive rookie of the year right now, mm-hmm. sixteen catches, two hundred fourteen yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, first receiver taken off the board. So. And he and yeah, he's one of my favorite people to watch. He gave me glimpses of like a mix between Mike Evans and uh DeAndre Hopkins. His catch radius is ridiculous. He is one of the best catch radiuses in the league right now and he's a rookie. Yeah, I, I agree. He's I, long. He is very long. He's a <laughs> yeah. lengthy receiver. He's a basketball player playing football. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, most disappointing for the Falcons so far. And this isn't really this player's fault. Mm. Kyle Pitts, the tight end, nine catches for 125 yards. It's just the game planning. He's a unicorn player. He has the potential to change games just like that. But Arthur Smith's offensive game plan just neglects him, and it's really annoying.
0: It's, yeah, it's, it is really annoying. I know a lot of fantasy, uh, fantasy owners expected him to go absolutely off this, this year, and he just hasn't
2: so far.
1: And I'm not going to cut it short. He is the most talented tight end in the league
2: most athletically gifted by most athletically far gifted,
1: uh, m- probably not even like not even tight in he's the most athletically gifted skill player in the league
0: maybe uh,
1: he is unguardable by defensive backs because of his height and his ability to catch
0: football and his strength I feel like I would argue Tyreek Hill but I feel like I would argue DK
2: that. Metcalf but
0: <laughs> but yeah he's, he's he's up there for sure
2: yeah no he's good
0: bro. yeah so, next in the
1: NFC, we have the Carolina Panthers. Their surprise so far has been second-year cornerback J.C. Horn. He was, like, the eighth overall pick in I last year's draft. I J.C.
2: Horn last he year. He was injured I last year. I like
0: secondary
1: a lot. Uh, his, he has a lot of quarterback rating of 14.8 when targeted with one interception.
2: Wow. J.C. Horn's fast, too. I've seen, is, some, I've seen some really videos of him on Twitter, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in pads and practice, and that dude will break on the ball faster than anyone I've ever seen before. And the most disappointing player, we were talking about
1: it earlier with Keaton, is wide receiver DJ Moore. Oh, I don't think that's that. his fault. I think Baker no, Mayfield is a wide receiver one killer. He is a we, wide receiver one killer. We saw it with My Odell goodness. Beckham in Cleveland, and now we're seeing it with DJ Moore in Carolina.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, I don't think it's DJ Moore's fault either. I think, it's, he's Baker Mayfield. I, I think
2: Odell's working. dad was right. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to say what, what is, he said, but,
0: yeah. <laughs> but I think he's right. I can't repeat that on the radio, but um, he may have been correct. So we're gonna move on to the Chicago Bears.
1: There's not really much to be surprised about. Uh, It's gonna be running back Khalil Herbert for me. He came out and he came out swinging last week. Yeah,
0: great game last week.
1: 33 carries for 240 yards and three touchdowns. Hard to imagine this guy is one of the top leaders in rushing so far this season. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't been the the first running back, uh, or the top running back in the backfield until
2: last week. Khalil Herbert, I love the name. I love the name. That's a cool name. He's a Virginia Tech uh,
1: alumni. He was picked in, like, what, the fourth round of the 2019 draft or 2020? I don't remember exactly. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, biggest surprise so far for the Chicago Bears comes on offense. But the biggest disappointment is also going to come on, def- on offense. It's going to be wide receiver Darnell Mooney. To this point, <laughs> four <laughs> catches for 27 yards.
2: Yeah. yeah, we talked about this last week. Uh, overrated. Hard to imagine overrated. that
1: he was considered a like a target for most people in fantasy football, like, in in uh, in a single-digit rounds. Well, yeah, no, I knew to avoid
0: him, bro. He was... It, the offense has no passing game whatsoever. Oh, yes, 100%. It's so, it's so bad. I yeah, just don't get it. They, I didn't trust them at they, all. They
2: misuse every receiver they have, Allen Robinson. Yeah, every receiver. Yeah.
1: So moving on, the next NFC team is the Dallas Cowboys. Their biggest surprise so far has been linebacker Micah Parsons, the best defensive player in the league right now. Yeah, I agree. He's four, a game changer. Yeah, four sacks, five tackles for loss, nine quarterback hits. He was playing a little bit sick. Last week, or on Monday night, flu game. Yeah, flu game. He didn't have any sacks. He wasn't really that big of an impact in the game, other than just chasing after the quarterback. But I, I, think he's going to have at least two sacks in this game against the Washington Commanders.
2: Yeah, Micah Parsons. I mean, Commanders are are game planning around him on defense. Oh yeah, I mean he's that kind of player. Yeah, he's a game.
0: He's a game wrecker. That's uh, what he is.
2: Disappointment is going to be
1: rookie defensive end Sam Williams. He was a second round draft pick. He has not seen the field at all. Like he's he's healthy. Oh my goodness! Wow. But he is he's just he's been a, he's hasn't seen ten percent of the defensive snaps yet. Uh, he hasn't been able to generate any pressure when he's on the field, and it's I I said it in the draft that he was a reach, mm-hmm. and it's kind of proving me right right now as a rookie. Obviously that can change, but it was just a weird pick for me why they'd select him in the second round, especially when they have the depth at defensive end they have is uh, right now. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point.
0: That is a great point.
1: So the Detroit Lions are the next NFC team. Biggest surprise, uh, you could make a case for Amon Ross St. Brown, but for me it's going to be Jeff Akuta, the cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is just playing absolutely locked down right now. He, he We're seeing an evolution from him, and it's about time because he's been injured, he's been off the hey, field. He was the number three pick, it's, so it's about time you step up there. And he's Jeff. playing like a top ten corner right now.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree too.
1: Biggest disappointment is going to be tight end TJ Hawkinson. Um, oh my God, this is this is somebody man. that has been considered a top ten tight end in the league, and he has ten catches and eighty two yards and a touchdown to show for it. Uh, that's it's it's not that bad considering they don't integrate much of their offense around the tight end. He blocks a lot, mm-hmm. but
0: I expected a little bit more production out of him. Me to too. He's
2: he's always had more production through this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, you said they don't integrate a lot of tight ends yeah. in their in their scheme, so I'm not I'm not too mad at him, but. It's it was it was pretty hard to pick a uh I'm assuming it was pretty hard to pick a disappointment for the Lions so far so it's pretty yeah pretty so, impressive for them Moving
1: on to the Green Bay Packers their biggest surprise to this point um he hasn't exactly had the best stats so far but I think he's emerging and he's kind of showing up as Aaron Rodgers' number one option. It's going to be wide receiver Romeo Dubs. Uh-huh. Uh, he has a 14 catches for 137 yards and one touchdown. He's really kind of coming out of his shell, and it's very apparent to me that when Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football,
0: he's looking for Dubs. I mean, as of right now, who else is he going to be looking for? So I agree. He, he came out and beat, was he like a fourth or fifth-round draft pick or something? He was a fourth-round pick out of Nevada. Yeah, so he was a fourth-round pick, and he's getting he's getting snaps as the, as the one over their second-round pick, Christian Watson. So that's not a...
2: Yeah, and Lazard is not looking as good as I really thought he was going to this year. I, right. Yeah, it, it, my, yeah, my prediction on him was so wrong.
0: <laughs> I, I thought Christian Watson was actually, actually going to be pretty solid. but He has a long way to go. He does have a long way to go.
2: So moving on
1: to the Green Bay Packers' biggest disappointment, it's going to be cornerback Eric Stokes. He was a first-round pick last year. He has allowed a quarterback rating of 147.3 when targeted.
0: Golly. 147.
1: It's it's ridiculous. Um, that that's partially why he was he was the main guy guarding Justin Jefferson week one. That can p- explain some of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but that secondary has not been playing up to par for how talented it is and it should be.
0: Yeah, that's definitely. If any, you said 147 passer rating.
1: 147.3 when quarterbacks throw to Eric Stokes. Yeah, that's absolutely atrocious. Put him yeah. on
2: the list. Yeah, I would be throwing at Eric Stokes every every play. <laughs>
1: So next up is the Los Angeles Rams. Their biggest surprise so far has been tight end Tyler Higbee. 16 catches for 171 yards through three games. He's really becoming a hot target for Matthew Stafford. And although he doesn't have any, many touchdowns, you got he, he's somebody that's consistently touching the football and making a difference on third down. They do get him in the ball, the ball a lot. Whenever I watch
0: Rams games, I feel like he always has the ball in his hands.
2: I've always thought Tyler Higbee was a really, really good player.
0: Yeah, I've never, I've never been uh, I mean, I guess I haven't realized it. Yeah, but he does touch the ball a lot in that in that uh, Sean McVay offense, so good on him. Uh,
1: biggest disappointment for the Rams, uh, y- you can either say Cam Akers, but I'm going to go with Allen Robinson. I feel like the expectation for Robinson was higher as a receiver than Cam Akers was as a running back. I mean, you came into the season and everyone was saying he's going to play well because he's been playing with bad quarterbacks, and he has seven catches for 88 yards and a touchdown to his name right now through three weeks. Yeah.
2: First game he didn't play a snap.
1: Well, he did play a snap. He just never was targeted.
0: Well, he—they said he looked like lost in the. Cam Akers system. played a snap before. Oh, you? not Cam Akers. I was talking. Uh, no, the. Alan Robinson. Alan oh, Robinson. Alan Robinson. I'm sorry. No,
2: you're good. Okay, yeah, Alan Robinson. Yeah, he—he he has <laughs> not looked the best at all.
0: Yeah, no, that's completely fine.
1: So Minnesota Vikings now their biggest surprise has been rookie guard Ed Ingram. He was a second round pick out of LSU. He has allowed one sack and has given up a zero point percent pressure rating yeah so he's been really solid in pass protection has been really a big uh part in creating a pocket for kirk cousins even if he throws terribly but
0: <laughs> we know kirk cousins needs some help but uh yeah
1: Eye surgery um and then their biggest disappointment speaking of kirk cousins is kirk cousins uh 62.2 <laughs> percent completion percentage 758 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions, and a, su- and a fumble. Yeah. Not the worst stats, but not the best, considering that... That contract? Yeah. Well, yeah, but like you have predi- such... He was
2: a, predicted to do good. As yeah,
1: a he, you have such a talented receiving group, offense, offensive like, skill positions, mm-hmm. and he's playing like that. There's no excuse. There's People no, there's forget not.
2: about Adam Thielen, just because J.J. Yeah. is on the team. I feel like he can't a little red. But like
1: K.J. Red, Osborne, yeah. Jalen Rager, they got speed to go down the field with a long possession. Jalen Rager, yeah. Calvin yeah. Cook,
0: yes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's 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 mind-boggling to me. So next up, the New Orleans Saints. Their biggest surprise has been rookie wide receiver Chris Olave. Seventeen catches for 268 yards. I think he's right on the coattails of Drake London, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he, if it wasn't for Jameis Winston throwing such a bad ball, he could have three touchdowns right now. He would have he would have absolutely. Uh, it was a Week Two game. I don't remember who they were playing, but he overthrew him twice on wide open plays. Saints played.
2: Saints played Bucks week two, right? No, it was
1: week one, I think.
0: Saints, oh, they played
1: Falcons. Week one. Saints played Falcons. Falcons, week one. yes. So they they would have absolutely. He would have had like three touchdowns. Yeah,
0: I'm a, I'm a big fan of Chris Olave. I've had a lot of fun watching him ever since he was at Ohio State. So yeah. Biggest disappointment. There's
1: no other answer other than quarterback Jameis Winston. Sixty-three point five percent completion rating, eight
0: hundred fifty-eight yards passing, four touchdowns, five interceptions. And that's so funny that you say that because so many people went into the season talking about Jameis Winston is going to be that dude for them, and I, I trusted Jameis Winston. I had some uh, some faith in him. It was kind of like the Mitch, Mitch Trubisky situation for me where it was like, yeah, he's experienced, he can get it done and he just hasn't so far. Well he so. played well last season. That's what people are forgetting about. He he started seven and games. that's why I had confidence in him. Yeah, yeah, he he had
1: a five and two record in seven games before he was injured and he threw fourteen touchdowns and three interceptions.
2: I would personally like to see him retire and get in the booth, start he's broadcasting so funny. that would be the <laughs> best funny. thing to happen to to uh NBC and
1: But ever. he yeah, the reason he's a disappointment, we knew he wasn't the greatest but he has he's coming off a really solid season where he was injured, but he threw 14 touchdowns and three interceptions in seven in games. seven games, yeah. It's really solid. So moving on to the New York Giants, there's surprise so far, I mean, hard to call it a surprise. It's Saquon Barkley running back, 53 carries, 317 yards, two touchdowns. He's really—
2: Yeah, yeah he's always hurt, though, so I could see how you could say that's a surprise.
1: Yeah, like yeah. I'm surprised on how well he's still able to break away yeah. Despite injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like That's that right. and it's 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 he's he's reemerging as one of the best running backs in the league. Agree.
2: Okay. It's like an Adrian Peterson. Like Adrian yeah. Peterson's really the only running back to ever get hurt they a lot of times and then, then come back and do like, really still good. Crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh disappointment. This guy will be off the team in the next three weeks. Wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Uh, <laughs> he's so
0: bad, dude. I can't. He's not
1: necessarily bad. It's just that it's a
0: scheme and like He's not really. Well, he hasn't. He's not even beating out his own other players for minutes. He. They talked about him not being able to even get snaps. So I. <laughs> I that was. Uh, I wanted the Chiefs to sign him when he was a free agent, and we dodged that bullet. So.
1: Two catches for twenty one, twenty two yards to his name this season. Yeah. To his name. To yeah. his name.
2: That's freaking. Nuts.
1: That's wild. Wow, Seventy two million dollars. Yeah. He,
2: that's robbing the bank more than Russell Wilson. That may
1: be. So next team, Philadelphia Eagles. Their surprise player, quarterback Jalen Hurts, 67.3% completion rating, 916 yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception, 167 rushing yards on the ground, three rushing touchdowns.
0: No argument.
2: Insane.
1: He's been elite. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league so far.
0: Yeah, I had year. him coming in, or I had him finishing the season as a top 10 quarterback, so I'm excited and that's looking, to see that. that's looking very, very, very likely. So, let's Dis- go.
1: Yeah, disappointment has been safety CJ Gardner-Johnson. They just traded for him before mm-hmm. the season started. Uh, he's allowed a 95.7 quarterback rating and a missed tackle percentage of 16.7%. So, he is not really doing well in the open field. Yeah. He's lacking in coverage, and I mean... It's just not the best situation for him right now.
0: Yeah. Not too many disappointments on that team so far, but that's, yeah, that's one of them.
1: Moving on to Draven's team, the Seattle Seahawks. Their surprise player has been offensive tackle Abraham Lucas. He's playing better than Charles Cross. Yes. Third-round pick, no sacks allowed, and only one blown block through the first three games.
2: Which really makes me mad. But makes me at the same Charles time. Charles Cross yeah. is still really solid. No, but he is, but he's not not what I want him to be compared to, to Abraham.
1: Abraham Lucas, I mean well, Washington State or mm-hmm. Washington i don't remember what college. I think it was Washington State uh, grad. Uh, I really liked watching him on tape last year. He's he's playing solid right now. Biggest disappointment: Noah Fant, the tight end, nine catches for fifty-four yards. He's lost in that offense. Um and that just could, just could be because of what the talent is on the outside. Tyler Lockett and uh old DK. DK Metcalf yeah, could I, be just out targeting him. But I really walked into the season thinking Noah Fant would finish as the top ten tight end. Really? I I really liked him in Denver. Okay. He
2: was a really I solid really, tight end. I really did not like that he was coming here at yeah,
0: all. I, I liked him in Denver, to be honest, but he I mean I didn't I didn't really expect a lot of him. He went into a completely different offense a significantly maybe uh, yeah. worse no
2: offense, Will but. Will Disley is better than Noah Fant
1: I, I haven't watched much of Will Disley but I really <laughs> like Noah Fant
0: he has a better season so far
1: so we're going to move on to the San Francisco 49ers their surprise player I'm sure you've heard some, his name Talanoa Hufunga the safety I have yeah he is I swear he's the reincarnation of uh, Troy, Troy Polamalu Paul- Paul- he has three pass deflections, four tackles for a loss, 48.7 quarterback rating allowed in coverage
0: and interception.
1: He is just a ruthless player.
0: Yeah, every time I watch a Niners game, he's just been making plays at least once or twice every drive. He flies yes. on the
1: football field.
0: Yeah, I've had a lot of fun watching him. He's right. a
1: USC prospect, uh, drafted last season, I believe. And He's just been great so far. I really like watching him.
2: Islanders, dude, they're insane. <laughs> yeah, they might they have insane genetics.
1: And then disappointment for the San Francisco 49ers was former first round pick Javon Kenlaw, the defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. He has two tackles, and remember, he was the guy that uh, they they traded a, they traded uh,
0: DeForest Buckner.
1: DeForest Buckner received a first round pick, and then basically just drafted Javon Kenlaw. So it was basically Kenlaw for Buckner, Buckner, and Kenlaw
0: has been a disappointment so far. Yeah, that that defensive four they had in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs was so insane. It was so scary playing them. But yeah,
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their biggest surprise so far has been defensive tackle Logan Hall. Uh, he's played less than fifty percent of their defensive snaps. Has one sack, two fat, two tackles for loss, and three quarterback hits. It was hard to formulate a uh, surprise player on this <laughs> team since half their team is injured on offense and their defense is already so good. But this is a guy that I'm confident will finish this season with pretty good numbers for a rookie. You said what round was he taking? What? What round was he taking? Uh, he was taking. Th- it was. It was the second round. I think so. It was. It was early second round. I believe. Yeah, that's good for
0: second round. To be honest.
1: And then their disappointment. Uh, sorry, it's the goat. Tom Brady, 65 percent completion, 673 yards, three touchdowns, one interception through three games.
0: That's actually like really similar to Mitch Trubisky numbers. I'm not
1: even. Uh, it's. It, he's just not playing at the high <laughs> level that I expected him to play at. And I understand he's missing receivers, but there's only so much you can say. That they're. I agree. I agree. There's only so
0: much you can say. He's hasn't been good this season, and I yeah, want that to continue at least one more week.
1: And finally, rounding it out, we have the Washington Commanders. Their surprise player has been rookie wide receiver Jahan Dotson. For sure. Nine oh, catches. Yeah. He's a beast. Nine catches, 109 yards, three touchdowns. So he's catching a touchdown on three, uh, th- 30% third. of his uh, receptions. He's just been a really good player. Yeah, I personally
0: thought they reached when they drafted him, but he's been really solid. So. Mm,
1: he's, a, he's a great player coming out of uh, Penn State and he's been playing really solid outside of Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. It really adds that receiving core. If the Commanders can get a cornerback and stop wasting their time on free agent quarterbacks, they can actually compete next year. I am I so tired of seeing them waste their money on people like Carson Wentz or uh, who was starting for them last year? Uh, Carson Wentz, I thought, and then
2: Taylor Heineke. No,
0: it's Carson Wentz was at Colt. Yeah, Carson Wentz was at the Colts. Who was their
1: quarterback last year? I forget. Well, it, that's that's not really a good thing because that means it's yeah, f- that means- forgettable. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that it was Taylor,
1: a, Taylor Heineke started the season off, but it was somebody that else that finished it. It was. I
0: forget. Either way, they're not memorable, so it's, you know how bad it was. But You said that's the last team?
1: Uh, d- disappointment for oh, right, Washington sure, right. is going to be defensive end Montez Sweat. I really like Montez Sweat. No sacks so far, no stats to his name. He has a 10.5 pressure percentage, which isn't bad, give or take. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad stat, but the fact that he's not able to get to the quarterback with the schedule that he's had so far is surprising to me.
0: Yeah, I've, I've actually been pretty big on Montez Sweat and Chase Young, that duo, but he hasn't been up to par like he usually is, these uh, or as he was these last couple of years. So, yeah. I agree. Definitely agree. And that so we had all 32 teams, a disappointment for them and a surprise team for them. We went through our predictions. Uh, next week we're coming back with more power rankings, probably another segment of this or that. So come back next week. On 12:30 to two on KZLX. This has been the whole nine yards. I'm Keaton Smith. Alongside me was Brock Krusky, and alongside him was Draven Bridgman. And we will be back be back next week for another segment of the whole nine yards. Thank you guys for listening, and go back to KZLX radio.